0: Welcome to the Stouting Off Podcast, where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Hello and welcome again to the Stouting Off Podcast. I am your host, Drew Stoutenberg, and I am joined... In studio by my producer, Jordan. Jordan, how are you today? Doing
1: great, thank you. Uh,
0: yep, yeah, Thank you again for being here. I just can't thank you enough. You're you're so important to our operation here. You're, it's great to be here. You know, when you were walking up, I wanted to ask you, did you notice the lawn? Did you notice I cut the I lawn? I did.
1: Fresh. <laughs> the, the, Stepping stones are out to play.
0: A matter of hours ago, I mowed the lawn, and now it looks like Augusta National. It's true. Amen, corner. Um yeah, it's been a good it's been a good day for me. It's been a good week for me. Um, it hasn't been a great week for everybody though. Um, the reason I say that is Pizza Hut just announced that they are going to close 300 of their stores slash restaurants. Um, to me, it didn't come as a surprise, but still, just kind of a gut check, gut punch. Either way, um, I remember growing up going to to Pizza Hut, like dining in. Their their buffet was sensational and yeah i I remember as an elementary school kid for example they had this um this program to promote um literacy education good grades and it was called book it (laughs) do you remember book it i remember i remember going to book it like when we would finish a book in class and they would give you these little stickers to take back to school it was a great idea i also remember going there as a kid um I think it was in conjunction with the Book It program. If you went on your birthday, you got a free pan pizza. And there was there's to this day, there's still nothing like, in my opinion, a a pepperoni pan pizza from Pizza Hut. They've got that buttery crust thing that's they've been really able to emulate across the country, but they haven't been relevant. I look at Pizza Hut and then I compare them to, say, Domino's. Domino's is a company with the rise of the, the digitalization age with the rise of consumer first, with the rise of social media and viral social media marketing, they've really been able to, in my opinion, they've really been able to capitalize on all that. I saw recently, just within the past couple of weeks, uh, Domino's actually, I don't know if you knew this, Jordan, Domino's actually launched a wedding registry program for your wedding registry. You can go through Domino's and just say different things that you would like. It's Domino's merch. It's pizza. It's it's pizza delivered at certain times. I think that's absolutely brilliant. And uh, for those reasons, I believe Domino's has really been able to to uh, to continue to grow. Ad stores. They've had the the interesting like um, COVID period season um, commercials and advertising where they will. D- d- Think of different safe, safe ways, I should say, to deliver your pizza. And they were going... Have you seen that commercial, Jordan? Yeah, i feel They're like going through like that, yeah. the different ways. Oh, we can throw it. We can Frisbee it. Yeah, yeah. And then they ultimately land. Hey, we'll just bring it out to your hatchback SUV crossover, which is the most popular vehicle segment in the country. I don't know if you knew that either, but...
1: I didn't know. It,
0: well, even so, it is. So all of those have that tailgate. You can just... Or the liftgate. You can just throw it in there. You're off. You don't even have to exchange even glances with the, the, the pizza person, which I think is really nice. Um, no, it's been an interesting time. I have a couple topics that I want to talk about today. Speaking of this interesting time in which, you, you know, you can't be in close contact with others. Um, and I'll tell you just for the record, Jordan and I are well over six feet apart. So if there's any question there, let me just set you at ease. Okay. Um, there's a company in Germany called SAP. SAP is a, a sponsor of many like pro sports. I know for a fact they're a, a sponsor of the NHL. Um, and SAP is a company based out of Germany, like I said, and they, they basically just provide business enterprise solutions. And SAP, the developers, uh, or I guess like the management combined with developers there, they came up with this in this remote work season. They actually came up with this concept to create a, like a Tinder app for their own company, for empl- only for employees of SAP. And it's not just to date around, but, you know, young single professionals like myself, perhaps, um, who really miss that social aspect of being in the office and being in the workplace and going out and getting happy hour and lunch with all these people from work. Um, and actually, a lot of people use the business environment for a dating pool you know, Hmm. potential candidates for dating. And so they put together this like Tinder-esque app where you can go and look at other people within your company and set up, if you both swipe right, of course, I think that's right. Swiping right is like, I approve. Do you know?
1: I have no idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You're the wrong person to ask. And we'll get into that another time. But swiping right, I believe, is the right, the correct way to, to swipe if you want to speak with somebody. And so if you swipe right, within this company developed app if you both swipe right it'll set you up in a match and then you can have a zoom lunch date. <laughs> Isn't that a cool idea? I
1: we we guess I, so, yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean just within your company they're like they're promoting like date and be fruitful and multiply I guess. I mean I, that that might be the end game, I don't know. Yeah. Um no, but like this this time of working at home and that's been my story as well. I work remotely full-time regardless of a, a global pandemic and sending everybody home or not. I work from home, home office, I have a, a desk and everything set up. Um, it's actually a standing desk which is really nice. You can set it to stand or sit and therefore when you're on the phone, if you're like me, you like to be mobile. You like to have the hands free, you like to have the limbs free, be able to you know pace about. Strafe left to right. It's nice. But there are some trade offs um, for me working remotely. I think the trade offs were like I said, at my old corporate environment where I used to work, there were girls that I would like to talk to. There were people that I would like to have lunch with. There were happy hours. There were, you know, going to sporting events and all these different things. Ice cream Fridays. Ooh, I just remembered that. That was a really nice perk. An ice cream truck would actually come to our workplace. You go out there and you get whatever you want, unlimited, baby. You ever been in? You, you ever been in a situation like that before? No, dude. The ice cream truck brings just brings back this special part of childhood innocence to me. You know, when you hear that song coming down the street, you know you're grabbing a dollar twenty-five and you're sprinting out there for a Sonic the Hedgehog thing with gumball eyes, yeah. and the gum is going to be stale. It's not going to be good chewing gum. But you're going to enjoy the journey of kind of unlocking it, yeah, and then releasing those flavors into your body. Did you have any favorite kind of cones or or different ice cream bars? My
1: thing was always the chocolate éclair. Just mm. absolutely loved it.
0: Never been a chocolate éclair guy. I've never been a chocolate guy. Period. Actually, until the past couple of years, I wouldn't even get a, a, a like a chocolate bar. Per se, like I, I wouldn't be interested in anything chocolate other than Snickers and Reese's, and I don't know why I did this for two rather than this, or the-
1: You're mindful of the mic.
0: I am, you know, I really try to be mindful of the mic, and that's that's another thing I've started to come to live by. Chocolate éclair bars don't work for me, but kind of the the fruitier alternative, strawberry shortcake bars.
1: Sure. Oh yeah.
0: Still my mom's favorite to this day. If I ever want to just really bless her, I'll get her a box of, of strawberry shortcake bars. Maybe some flowers. Little card. Waterworks guaranteed.
1: It's the little things in life. Maybe. It really
0: is. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, there are some of those corporate environment things that I do miss um, when I look back. I, I think for me, working remotely versus working in the office with people... I think the pros outweigh the cons, but only by a a, a slim margin, maybe 55 to 45%. Pros versus cons. Can you hear the train going by? Can you hear that right now?
1: I mean, I I feel
0: it. (laughs) I live backed up to train tracks, and this is a part of the life of stout. And I want you guys to be able to experience this. You can't feel it like we can, but it's rumbling the floors, and it's rumbling the the membranes within our ears, the eardrums, if you will. Um, this passes through the night. It doesn't ever sound the horn though, which I think is really nice. Like it doesn't, there aren't any crossings nearby, so it's not like, and it's usually actually in that key. I think that might actually be the note that all train horns are tuned to. Would you agree with that? I agree. It was like verbatim. That almost surprised me as yeah. I was coming out, but. When those when this thing passes through the night, I don't even notice because I have a white noise machine. This white noise machine is it sounds like surround sound. A, B, the the variations of sound that I can get out of this thing at like Bose speaker quality. I've never seen a machine like this before. It's got a little LCD display on it and a remote. So if I'm laying in bed, I know where all the buttons are on the remote, so I don't even have to look. If I'm laying in bed and I'm like ah. I'm just not feeling like like babbling brook tonight. I think I might want to go heavy rainfall. I'll just click it over and just, there we go. There's my sleep solution for the night. So that drowns out the train. Anything, and I'm a light sleeper, so anything visually stimulating, like it, I've been in situations before where I'm sleeping, and I'm such a light sleeper that even if my phone goes off and just the screen, not like no sound, just the screen lights up, you got a text, I might wake up. I'm liable to wake up. So for that reason, I've got the noise machine, and then I also have an eye mask, a sleep mask. It's this wonderful fabric with some elastic on it, Velcro in the back, and it's got like cups for eyes. Kind of looks like like a bra, kind of. It goes out like over the eyes, and then you're good, dude. You don't even hear you don't hear or see anything. And then my last step to my sleeping routine is just over the past couple of months I've had to get a bite guard. Cause I found out I've been grinding at night. I don't know okay. if you knew that it's yeah. Uh, I went to the dentist last time and my dentist, um, Dr. Sod, was like, drew all right. What are you stressed about? I was like, what? I'm happy to be here. I like you. We, we hang out. We talk. He's like, no, I'm looking at your teeth right now. You've been grinding. What's wrong. And I was like, I don't know. We're in a global pandemic. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to be employed in a year. I don't know. It's probably that he's like, yeah, you're stressed. So for that reason, I had to um, I had to start using a bite guard, which is like a mouth guard. It's- is it
1: is it a mouth guard? That that's my question.
0: Yeah, oh. that's a great question. So they quoted me at six hundred bucks for this bite guard. It's gonna be six hundred big ones, dude. I'm like, awesome. no, yeah, I, I I can't do that. I'm not awesome. gonna. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. That's what I was hoping you were gonna say. Cool. Um, so I actually went on Amazon and I bought some major off brand ones. The kind that you buy and it's like an athletic mouth guard and you put it into boiling water and then you put it in your mouth to like mold it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it it actually looks kind of legit. Like it's fitted to my teeth, but it's not comfortable. And I can still tell over the past few months, it's been breaking down because I'm still (laughs) grinding, dude. There have been times where I've fallen asleep without it, say on the couch or something, and I'll wake up to just like... My teeth like crunching down together. I'm like I wasn't having some kind of traumatic dream where I'm ending up in a car accident or falling off a cliff or something, and whatever. So, but anyway, that's like the sleep routine. So when the train goes by, I don't even notice it. I'm in full sensory stimulation, or I should I should probably say inhibition. I'm not experiencing any senses at that point. Um, but I wanted to get back to that topic of remote work. Fifty five to forty five percent. That's a hundred, right? Yes. 55 to 45% pros to cons for me because I do love my freedoms and kind of the ability to work at my own pace. And, but I also do miss being around other people, you know, during the work day. It can get lonely. Um, and going to coffee shops is only, that's nice to be around people. But even pre-COVID, like you go to a coffee shop, great. It's not like you're talking to anybody. You just hear other people talking and you hear music blasting. Jordan and I will sometimes co-work from a, a coffee shop and we'll tr- have, when we have to take a phone call we gotta step outside because it's so loud yeah coffee shops are the new nightclubs
1: they can they come can, to think of it right absolutely yeah
0: there are a couple around here in, in town in nashville and we'll go there and it's just like what i'll yeah. have the cold brew light whip huh or it, it's like, the like
1: counter that. is conveniently placed in a place where it doesn't get all of that sound but then you have to plug your laptop into the speaker or the same outlet that the speaker's plugged into and i
0: don't want i know exactly what you're talking about and i don't want to throw this particular coffee shop under the rug under the bus and i don't want to sweep the issue under the rug either (laughs) okay but it's important to maintain their confidentiality their anonymity here but that 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 coffee shop yeah all their outlets are located by speakers strategically spread throughout the, the building on the ground. They're not even up in the rafters or whatever. They're like right there, face level. So um, yeah, it's, so you can go to a coffee shop, but it's not the same. But anyway, one thing that I do like, because while I do enjoy being around people during the workday, I also majorly peeve. I get I get peeved and I get ticked off by little things that people do around me. And anybody who knows me, and you'll come to know this as well, knows that I have been often called a man of many quirks. And I wrote a couple down and I wanted to share them with you. When it comes to working with other people in the workplace, one of my major, major peeves, in fact, I can feel my blood pressure starting to rise as I talk about it. One of my major peeves is when people crunch on stuff at their desk. Now. That can be chips. It can be candy. It can be ice. I've experienced all of these and more firsthand. I remember I had I had a coworker who would crunch on rice cakes. Just just, just try to picture with me, Jordan, a rice cake. Just think about the crunch potential there. Yeah. It's it's, it's high. It's a very audible food. And this person would have this like little package of these rice cakes. And I remember one time they were crunching on the rice cakes and I looked back and I was like, Oh, thank goodness. The bag is empty. They're on their last one. This was in the morning. I'm like, thank goodness. I go out to lunch. I don't know what I had. I come back this person is away at lunch still. And I'm at my desk. I hear the door open. Here comes the person. There's something in their hand. It's more rice cakes. Try to put yourself in my position there. It stunk. I, I remember actually I took a video of it because I was going to make a little movie with like tragic music, dark lit. I actually did that. Maybe I'll have to find it and put it on the... The Instagram um, or something like this, but it was tough. So crunching at my desk. Oh, I had another, I had a boss at another job one time. Every time I would hear that drawer open, that's where he stored his snacks. I worked back to back with him. Um, every time I heard that drawer open, I knew T minus three seconds until I hear. I don't miss that. Okay. Another thing I don't miss. Oh, this is this stunk quite literally. People coming in and smelling like smoke. You just smoked a dart in the parking lot and now you're going to come in and sit right next to me. Especially in cold weather. Back in Michigan where I worked when this particularly would happen. It stays in your jacket. It stays in your hair. Uh, Come in back to the office environment and sit down like this. I have to get up and I'm not going to come back until the air has settled around the area. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Have you ever been in that situation?
1: Yeah. It sucks. It stinks. It stinks
0: quite, quite literally. Oh dude, this is another one. No one knows about this. Only, only probably four or five people can relate to what I'm about to say. They're people that I worked with in this particular small set of desks. Worked with a person who would sneeze at their desk, but when they sneezed, it wasn't just like, it was a full theatrical production when this person would sneeze special effects, sound effects, shock value, everything. One time this this person had a stern mutation, which is a synonym for sneeze. I don't know if you knew that either, but it's no problem. Stern mutation. This person had stern mutation one time. And I swear at the same time, one knee came up, hit the desk. They also slammed down on the desk and the other knee slash leg hit a filing cabinet. It was like and it was a scream, dude. It, it was guttural. Like, you could hear it with full diaphragm support. There was a voice behind it. Oh! You know? Oh, but with all the stuff. And I, dude, I literally, like, jumped. And I was back-to-back with this person. Again, all of the offenders, I guess, so far. The, the, the smoke people, the, the chew, loud cruncher chewers, and the sternutation. Wow, did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. Wow, there's this the train again. I guess I was wrong. It sometimes does blow the horn. So I guess just let him have his way. We're going to keep this in here because we keep it rolling. The
1: the 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 idea of this person at your desk sneezing and it being a production.
0: Oh, it was a production, dude.
1: Like pyro going on. That's what playing, I'm talking about. It was, it was like
0: that. I, when I think back on that, it was so over the top that it was like from an action movie sequence where there's a car driving. And then one person will like hit a hydraulic to flip it. Another person will <laughs> be the pyro person. Like it was so, there were so many sounds and like different things that happened as a part of this sequence of sneeze. I was like, this had to have been a multi personnel like uh, yeah production i wonder how that guy's doing he's probably working in in yeah solitary uh, uh, solitary yeah office environment as well where was i going with that that word Solita- he's probably working solitude yeah that's it he's probably working solitude
1: solitary confinement
0: <laughs> he's in prison now <laughs> i forgot to tell you he murdered 16 people no um oh there was another one you know these water bottles that are like um they're metal. They're like a canteen style They're, but they're like, they're not like a camp canteen. It's narrow and it's got a metal lid. It's met. It's just a metal water bottle that you reuse. I had, um, a coworker and I actually really liked this person. She sat right next to me, but she had this water bottle that her boyfriend gave her. She was obsessed with her boyfriend too. So anything that he gave her was going to be on display and frequently used. Um, i just remembered one year for christmas he got her a bp gas card like a gift card this guy rules um that's a
1: gift i mean
0: it's practical it's like paying a bill you know like hey man i really want to bless you this christmas what do you want for christmas uh i don't know bottle of bourbon or something now let me pay your gas bill this year this month (laughs) (laughs) now just let me pay your gas bill instead um you got an oil change coming up? You're coming up on 5,000 miles? Let me handle the oil change. Here's uh, a gift card to
1: Valvoline. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Got her a BP gas car, baby. But anyway, he also got her one birthday or Christmas or something. One of those water bottles. It's metal. And those things have really good sealing on them. Like, what if you put the cap on and you turn it upside down, you put it in your backpack, whatever, it's not going to leak. They've got good, like, rubber seal in there. But rubber also has this property that when it's kind of like a little bit wet and it's subject to friction, in other words, closing it down, like the closing the bottle, it will squeak. And every time I would see her reaching for the bottle, loosen it up, take a sip, I know what's going to happen in T-minus, and I start doing the countdown again: three, two, one. Even that kind of drove me batty. Um, there was one more, Oh, coming to work sick, this person. Um, and I, like I said, I really like this person. She came to work sick for like a whole week on time. This was about a year and a half ago. Again, it made me cheesed off. And at that time, this was the beginning of 2019. I bought a hundred masks that we're now wearing on Amazon And I came in to work with one one time. This is this just goes to show you how different a world our world was prior to the pandemic. But I came to work with it on and everybody's like, what's up with you? I was like, this person's sick and they won't stay home. So I'm not going to I'm not going to subject myself to airborne pathogens and infection. So I got all kinds of ridicule for that. But you know something, Jordan, when the pandemic came and the nurses were short and everybody was short, toilet paper, but more importantly, masks, who did they come to? I felt like Joseph, after his brothers sold him into slavery, he got shipped off and he became the king of Egypt, prince of Egypt, or he became a pharaoh or something, high-ranking official. And then his brothers came back to him because they needed, there was a drought or a famine, and they needed, like, food and water, and they didn't know it was him. He was just the king, and they came to him, and they were like, Sir, your majesty, we need, we need masks. We need, we need COVID protection masks. But it wasn't that. It was food and water. I've got Matt Dykla calling me. He's a faithful listener to this podcast, so I'm going to take the call right now, right on the air, just to show you how live we're doing this. Dice, how are you, man? That took far too long. It made well, me anxious. It took too long to answer? It's, not, it's out of the ordinary, isn't it? I, one or two rings. When I call you. Is that the type of person that I am, generally? It's very much appreciated. <laughs> Dice, I'm in the middle of filming the Stouting Off podcast right now, and I can't wait for you to see this episode. But can I call you back later? Yeah, I would just just call to say I, I, I got an offer on my first uh, flip, boys. Let's go!
1: No way. <laughs> what if it happened there? That
0: <laughs> That's actually a topic I want to talk about on the podcast. I got to let you go, bro. bye Bye. great faithful friend I met him in 8th grade band slash orchestra he played the stand up bass he was a small guy too and he played this bass that was twice his size it was awesome Um, coming to work sick I bought masks year and a half later everybody was coming to me Drew can we have a mask Um, and of course I I was generous because that's the type of person that I am you'll come to learn that um Jordan, when did you buy your first mask? This during the pandemic.
1: Um. Okay, so my mother in law gave us some masks. Okay. To come home to Michigan. The like disposables. We, uh, these were like the what N95s. Like so, we had those. Now then, we we got some because those aren't started, comfortable, dude. No, they're not.
0: The N95s. It's this big concave thing right here, right? Yeah. Yeah. White. Yeah. Got a metal little nose brace. Then
1: stores started handing them out. Like, well, you need a mask to enter. Oh, you don't have one? Well, here's one. Yeah. And so they became free.
0: Yeah. And we like that. There was a shortage though. I'll tell you what, there there truly was a shortage. Um, I wanted to get back to something that Matt just mentioned on the phone. He said, I just got an offer accepted on my first flip. What he's talking about is, I just read through this book and Matt and I were talking about it as well. It's called Buy, Rehab, Rent, Refinance, Repeat. And this is just something that's going on in my own life. I'm on my second read through it. And it's really interesting because, and again, I'm not promoting this book because they asked me to, but because this real estate investment opportunity exists for all of us. With this model, basically, do you know that model? I don't. Okay, I'd love to explain it. With this model, basically you buy a house And you can buy a house even with a mortgage for very little down. Um, You buy a house that needs to be fixed up. You fix it up and then you rent it out. Okay. And then while somebody's renting, living there, renting and paying you rent, you refinance and pull because you made those improvements to the house, you, you, you were able to get equity. You were able to kind of grow the value of the home and increase your investment. Okay. And so you pull that money out of the house and then you can just go do that again and again and again. You know, you, you buy a house, you, you rehab it, you fix it up to increase its value. Okay. Then you refinance, pull that money out, that appreciation that you got, because it should be more than what you put into it money-wise. You know, say if you put 20 grand into a, a house that you purchased, you, you should probably like there's, there's every chance that you might get out of that 20 grand investment 60 grand in appreciation or in equity because nobody wants to do that work okay so anyway you pull the money out and then you just repeat that process over and over and over again so that's kind of this this idea that i've had in the next year 12 to 18 months i'd probably say i'd really like to go into kind of the investing direction just kind of have mo- background money working you know cash flow have you ever thought about that before no would you think about it now that i pitched it like that Yes, <laughs> and I have nothing to gain by by you choosing to do that or not. I'm just saying, like that's a really good book. Again, it's called Buy Rehab Rent Refinance Repeat B R R R R Investing by David Green, and that's embraced and sponsored by the Bigger Pop- Pockets uh, Bigger Pockets Publishing. Bigger Pockets is like a really good Instagram account, podcast series. They're just a great great resource on that stuff. Um, speaking of that though, as soon as I can, I'm probably going to move out of this house while keeping it under my name, renting it. And I'll probably move to a house where I can do that, buy it, rehab it, et cetera, while living in it. And then whatever, but I'm really going to miss my neighbors. Cause I, I do like my neighbors. Um, I've got a neighbor in this direction. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this, Jordy, but he wears the exact same thing every day. It's his work uniform. He works like 3 a.m. until noon every day. Comes home, he's in his work uniform. It's like a it's a green like cut off. It's a green short-sleeve dress shirt tucked into green pants and like a little bandana. Um and he wears that uniform every day, including weekends. <laughs> Does he work on the weekends? No. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He loves he must that just must be like it's like a like a cartoon character. So, hey Arnold, you know, hey Arnold is always wearing that shirt with the flannel shirt tied around his waist that kind of looks like a kilt. And I, I guess I don't know what he's wearing on the bottom half, but I, I've seen him recently mowing the lawn and he was wearing the this was on a Saturday. We're on the weekend. He works Monday for Friday. He's wearing the uniform and I was I was just awestruck. And then another time I had friends come over on a Sunday night. Just a couple of friends have some dinner and drinks and they said, Oh, we saw your neighbor out there, you know, playing with this cat. I said, what was he wearing? Um, I think he was wearing like a green dress shirt with short sleeves tucked into green pants. I said, that sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. That was the guy. All right, cool. Just want to make sure it wasn't an intruder or anybody who suspicious characters. Um, yeah, it's fan. he's a fantastic guy, though. He's he's a good neighbor. And every time we're out there together, like I'm coming while he's going or whatever, we'll always have a neighborly chat, you know? Do you do that with yours? Actually, you guys have some great neighbors, don't you? we like, got great neighbors. Great yeah. neighbors. Like, they're your close friends. Yeah. Right? Close friends, yeah. They'll come over for Bachelor Mondays. Yeah. Bachelorette Mondays, whatever. I miss that, by the way. I heard there's a like a best of series going right now. You you or Monica watch that at all?
1: Uh, I think I remember hearing about that. It's something like every week they give you like the the highlight reel of of one full season. Yeah. Like
0: yeah, I guess I guess that could be entertaining. I just I don't know. I'm traditional when it comes to the Bachelor slash Bachelorette. I just want to watch the actual full series, and I don't do the offshoots. I don't do Bachelor Pad, Bachelor in Paradise. I just watch the actual shows and i usually don't even watch after the final rose truthfully i don't even, i skip that i just want to see the drama unfold at the mansion you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. love these dickies barbecue pit cups by the way absolutely love these yellow cups they come with any like value meal combo whatever dinner plate um they're so useful though they're absolutely just they're the best i drink everything out of those um so this week, actually, I watched the first four movies in the Jurassic Park antholo- anthology. Would you call it that? I guess I think that's music in the in the Jurassic Park saga. And I watched, um, yeah, the first one on Netflix, and it was so awesome. I haven't watched that since I was, I don't know. Actually, I do remember going to see it as a kid in the theaters. And I did some research that came out in 1993. I was born in 1988 because I'm 32. Well, I'm 32 because I was born in 1988. But if you do that math, I was five years old when I went to go see Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park. Now that movie is scary. So I want to ask my parents, if they're listening, what were you guys thinking? Let me go to, to whatever showcase cinemas and see Jurassic Park. These raptors were terrifying. T Rex was unbelievably scary. There were jump scares. There was blood. There were limbs. Etc. Um, but that's not why I wanted to bring that up. I love both of you. Um both of my parents are great. And I wanted to bring that up because I didn't fully realize the story. George, do you know this the full story behind like that Jurassic Park you do?
1: Yeah, I feel like I know.
0: Well, I'm gonna share what I've learned and if there are any spots that you are like oh I didn't know that I want you to sp- speak now yeah, um, or forever hold your peace but Jurassic Park is about a rich like investor guy John Hammond kind of looks like a Colonel Sanders type character but he's he's obsessed with dinosaurs and he wants to make a theme park and he does like it's all there and but before they can open it to the public this is what I learned They had to bring a couple experts on board because the insurance company or like legal or something were like, we need you to get the the stamp of approval from Dr. Grant, world renowned paleontologist, author, and Dr. Malcolm, played by Jeff Goldblum, chaos theory expert. Okay. And if you bring these guys on the island and they say it's safe, then okay, we're good to go. You can inhabit it with guests. Okay. And so... He convinces them by bribing them because he's rich. And that's what rich people can do. They can bribe you to do stuff. There's a price tag for for my approval on a dinosaur island. Absolutely. And so that was the same case with Dr. Grant and Dr. Malcolm. Dr. Ian Malcolm. Love, love his character. Um, but anyway, so they go there. And dude, I still... I, even from when the age that I was five years old, I remember the magic of John Williams' soundtrack with, uh, when they were rolling up on the brachiosauruses in those Jeep Wranglers, and you can just see Doctor Grant, Doctor Sattler, Doctor Ian e. Malcolm, just like their eyes get like, just like dinner plates, absolutely just flabbergasted at what they're seeing. With the, with that moment, with the combination of the music. And the grandiosity of the dinosaurs and the response—I had full-body chills. I, I was overcome. I was almost yeah. I was almost emotional. I wasn't. I kept it. I kept it locked in. Kept it tight. But I was definitely overcome with goosebumps, head to toe chills. It was a beautiful moment. And so the whole thing—they're going through the the park, but also I think what you could consider Dennis Nedry is our antagonist he's that guy dodgson we got dodgson here he's got the little he's got the little shaving cream can where he can put embryo dinosaur embryos into i didn't realize he's really the reason the whole thing went sideways because he shut down the park security did you know that he shut down the park security so that he could get into the embryo chamber you knew that i I did and you didn't tell me
1: i mean this is like me watching it Not in theater. It's not like I was five. (laughs) Fair. Fair. Dennis (laughs) Nedry. That's right. (laughs) He is the villain. That's fair. You know, this is stuff that I, you know, watched. You've watched it as an
0: adult, probably. Or even just like, yeah, a teenager. So that was great. Um, And then ultimately at the end of the film, let me fast forward. If you haven't seen it, I'm sorry for all the spoilers. But at the end of the film, Dr. Grant says to um, Doctor John Hammond, sorry, I can't endorse this this park. And that's after he came within three or four very close brushes with death by the hands or claws of dinosaurs. That was great, though. And so I watched that one. I watched the second one. And I won't go through the whole synopsis of that one because it sucked. It was bad. It stunk. And then they brought Dr. Grant back for the third one, which also wasn't very good either. But it was leaps and bounds better than the 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 second one okay so it went great terrible decent and then jurassic world came out with chris pratt and at first i didn't know how chris pratt was going to be in this movie because i've only known him as andy from parks and rec where he's silly and he's hilarious and he's a total goofball but he got like buff and got a cool haircut and he got tan and he got serious for Jurassic World and he was awesome. Opposite hey, who was the female lead in Jurassic World? Claire. You know her name?
1: Bryce Dallas Howard.
0: That's her actress name? Yeah. That's her real name, I should That's say. Her real name. Bryce Dallas Howard. I was smitten by her. She was she was really special. What else has she been in? Cuz I don't I don't think I had ever seen her prior to to seeing that movie. I don't think I've seen her like in other stuff since. Be really curious to know.
1: Maybe nothing.
0: Really? She's just kind of a young upstart entrepreneurial actress. She
1: was in Black Mirror.
0: Oh, that's one I haven't watched. Black Mirror is really popular. Um, especially with, you know, our circle of friends. A lot of people really like Black Mirror. I don't really like that kind of maybe I have a wrong read, but like that dystopian Kind of like alternate reality where everything's kind of dark and dreary. I guess it sounds kind of like 2020. No, I'm kidding. It's not that bad. Um, what well, else? She
1: was in the village. The 2004, village. like. Three. M. Night Shyamalan's to the village? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen that either. Um, she must have been young then. Had to
1: have been.
0: Because she, in, in this most recent, yeah, in Jurassic World, she looked probably, if I had to estimate, and I assume she's not listening, so I don't want to. She wouldn't be insulted if she heard me guessing her age. I would estimate she's probably 38.
1: She was born in 1981.
0: Oh, wow. So she's 39. (laughs) And again, I am a human calculator. It's (laughs) fine. I can do this stuff, dude. Pythagorean theorem, got you. Quadratic equation. What do you got?
1: Hmm. Okay. So I found it. She was in Spider-Man 3 in 2007.
0: Was that the one with Andrew Garfield, or was it with Toby? I, I thought Andrew Garfield was sensational. He Toby was awesome. McGuire. It's Toby. with Toby? Yeah. That must be... Oh, she was Mary Jane then, right? She's got red hair. I'm sure she was. She had to have been. Um, yeah. That, no, I, I really liked her in Jurassic World, and I maybe I'll go through her IMDb and see what else she's saying on those other films as well. Um, that's kind of all I've got for today. Is there anything else you wanted to add? You're good. Yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you for joining us on the Stouting Off podcast, where we spout off commentary on the everyday. And uh, until next time, take care. Be well. We'll see you later.